What's up, everybody? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. I am still stuck in Oklahoma. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What a funny experience, guys. It's just been... And I say funny because if I don't find it funny, I will find it super insanely stressful. So, funny it is. So, what's happening is... I, uh, I, I purchased this van really, really cheap. Okay, it was like 1500 bucks for a little minivan, a Dodge, an old Dodge minivan. And I drove it down to Oklahoma knowing full well that it needs brakes in the back. Now, if you know anything about cars and, and vans and things like that, minivans tend to have, or actually it could be trucks, vans and trucks, they oftentimes have what's called a drum brake on the back. And drum brakes are quite a bit more complicated to replace than a disc brake, a traditional brake. And so, and I knew this, and I've never done a drum brake, but I've seen it done, be done. And so I just did a couple YouTube videos, and I'm, I'm pretty savvy with cars, so I'm like, you know what, how hard can it really be? <laughs> oh, famous last words. So, <laughs> there's this thing called a drum, <laughs> and the, uh, the drum comes off. It's supposed to come off. It's supposed to slide off. If it doesn't slide off, you're supposed to be able to hit it a couple times with a hammer to knock it loose because there's rust and it could be stuck because of rust. Guys, I pummeled it with hammers over and over and over again and it still would not come off. I had to soak these drums in penetrating fluid, which is like a, an acidic um, uh, chemical that eats away at rust. I had to soak it for two days and continue to hammer it throughout those two days to get it to finally come loose. It was nuts. So that held us up quite a bit. So I finally get the drum off, and so then I'm starting to take the rest of the the brake apart. There's these two sides, they're called shoes, and then there's these springs in between. You gotta get the springs off at the right order. You gotta be careful, because they're very, very uh, um, springy, I don't know. (laughs) And so, um, you know, taking all that stuff off, no big deal. And then the brake line, where the brake line goes in, it goes into this little thing called a wheel cylinder. And I was like, oh, no problem. Just got to detach the brake line. There's a little uh, bolt kind of thing on the back. And so you just use a wrench and you loosen in the bolt. It's pretty simple. Well, I start loosening the bolt and I get it off. But the whole brake line just gets cut in half, basically. Like it just fell. It fell apart as if somebody just cut it with like major big shears or something because the rust was so bad and I'm like oh my gosh and it happened on both sides so now I had to replace the brake line and so I went to AutoZone and like ordered the parts because they don't have it's too old of a minivan they don't have the part and so I ordered it it comes in the next day I go check it out it's the wrong freaking part so we ordered another one I go in the next day check it out it's the right part for the passenger side but they had the wrong part again for the driver's side we found the right part it was going to take two days to get here um and so it finally came today and i was able to replace everything get the van up and running uh we test drove it for a little while about 10 minutes and it works wonderfully like i've it is so much better than when i drove it down here so hooray we finally got it done it just took so long because of all these issues um it was just nuts, you guys. That's not even what I wanted to talk to you about today. I wanted to t- I just thought I'd give you a... <laughs> this is what's happening. It's insane. What I really want to talk about is the power of compromise. Now, the word compromise has a 
pretty negative connotation to it for most people because most of the time when you hear the word compromise, you think of the word sacrifice, right? Isn't that like, we got to come up with a compromise. Oh, in other words, I have to sacrifice something to make you happy. Like that's essentially what comes through people's minds when they hear the word compromise. That's not necessarily what compromise is. Not every time. And I think it's really important to get a positive connotation surrounding the word compromise because it is the way to win in life. In life, in business, in trading, in making money, in everything. Everything surrounding life. Even your physical appearance, you know, and being healthy, a lot of it has to do with compromise. And so, let's talk about real compromise. The real definition, in my opinion, of compromising is coming up with a win-win scenario. It is that simple. A win-win scenario. Not a win-lose, not a lose-win, but a win-win scenario, right? And there's there's all sorts of different kinds of people in this world, okay? There's the win-lose people, which basically are the people that are like, you know what? I'm going to win. I'm going to win so that you lose because that's their belief is that there's a winner and there's a loser on every in every single situation. Okay, so, so because of that, they just prefer, let me just be the winner. I'll just be the winner because there has to be a loser. And so I'm going to win even if it means you lose. And then there's the lose-win people. The lose-win people are those that are like, you know what? I'm going to lose this one so that you can win. Okay? They are very nice people. But they that's also a big reason why they don't get ahead in life. Okay? So if you think about it, have you ever heard the phrase like, like, you're, you're, I don't know what the phrase is, dang it. I'm, I can't think of the phrase, but I'm sure you've heard of people that tell other people like, hey, you need to be, you need to stand up for yourself more. You need to be more of a go-getter. You need to stop letting people walk all over you, right? And, and those people that get walked all over, they are the lose-win people. They don't mind it because they feel like they're doing someone else a service by losing. Because if they're losing, someone else is winning and they're okay with that. Okay. And then there's the lose-lose people where everybody loses no matter what. Life sucks. Life is hard. Life life isn't fair. Blah, 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 blah. All those terrible sayings. Okay. So those, those are the three most, most people fall into one of those three categories. Then there's the win-win people. These are the compromisers. The compromise without sacrifice. Let's make that a thing. Compromise without sacrifice. Because that is possible. That is... Ultimately, guys, I learned this the most through business collaborations. It has been amazing, the journey we've been on, to be able to talk to people and say, hey, listen, we don't have the skill set you have. We would love your skill set. What is that going to take? What does that look like? What do you need in exchange? Do you need money? Like, is that the value exchange is money? Or do you need a service? Is the value exchange exchange a service? Or is it a product? Can we get you something? Like, what is the win-win scenario in those situations? And that, guys, is where compromise is born. And that is where it should stay. And this can apply to everything, including in your marriage. Right? How many times do we feel like we're compromising for our spouse, but it feels more like sacrificing for our spouse? How many times does that happen, guys? Come on, let's be honest, right? Okay. Now, this is the part I wasn't sure if I wanted to get into today with you guys. Um, And it's because of this, I'm not sure if I'm going to publish this particular podcast because it's still too early to tell if if this is the direction I'm going. And uh, and I want you to know that this is very, very, this is a a non-emotional decision, okay? Non-emotional. 
So I'm back in Oklahoma and for those of you that don't know, since October of 2021, I have been going through divorce things, right? To get this divorce thing finalized. Um, the first thing that had to happen is I had someone had to move out and it just made more sense for me to do that. So I moved out and, uh, and at the time, because my wife and I were very hostile <laughs> towards each other, um, we were like, okay, we need to write this down that Zach is leaving, but he's not leaving his kids. Like he's not abandoning. Like he's just the first one to move out. We're, we'll follow as soon as the house is sold. Right? Well, so now I'm back in Oklahoma to pack the family's things and uh, drive up the whole family back up to Wisconsin so we can all live in Wisconsin, um, of course, separately because we're getting a divorce, all that good stuff. Well, coming back to Oklahoma after being away for a month and a half, two months, um, my wife and I realized something interesting. And the thing that we realized is that there, the, the main reasons for the divorce, the primary reasons for this divorce is because we suck at living together. Why do we suck at living together? Because we're not willing to compromise. And, and I say we, this is a mutual problem. I have to work on compromising. Even though I'm pretty darn good at it in business, guess what? I'm kind of bad at it in my relationship. And so <laughs> this is where it comes becomes fun, right? Because for me, I was compromising on the way to run the house, right? That was my compromise, but it was sacrifice, right? She was sacrificing in the way that, that we were running finances because she's much more in the stable finances arena. I'm much more in the let's take a risk and let's go big, right? And so that was always been a big struggle for us as as entrepreneurs, right? And so there was that. So both of us felt like we were sacrificing and there, we were not winning in the relationship. Okay. And hence divorce. So now that we've lived separately, we've kind of identified that, you know what, this is kind of the problem. Like, it's not that we, it's not that the, the love stopped. I mean, I guess it kind of temporarily died for a bit because of how much we did not like living together. So we just thought of, like, this was 10 minutes ago. We were trying to come up with a win-win. As of before 10 minutes ago, our best win-win scenario was a divorce, believe it or not, because we would just stay as friends and uh, we'd, you know, co-parent and everything, and we were down with that. We still are down for that. But the idea was presented. Um, what if, and this is this is questioning a traditional belief system, which I love doing, I don't know, call me a rebel. I just love questioning traditional, quote-unquote, normal things. I think that's uh, super fun for me. So the normal thing is for married couples to live together. That's normal. Why? Why, why is that normal? If you, if you, have you ever heard the phrase, like, you, you argue like an old married couple? Why is that a phrase? Why is it that old married couples argue? Okay, these are questions that are coming up, coming up, and I demand answers. Okay, so <laughs> here's what we came up with. Okay, brainstormed a little bit together, my my wife, my current wife and I. We'll see, we'll see how it goes, guys. I, I'm not saying we're not getting divorced. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying we're kind of brainstorming, compromising, win-win situations. And so, 
we start questioning, okay, why the heck is it traditional for married couples to live together? Why is that even a thing? And the best answer that we could come up with is money. And if you really think about it, how many times does a couple sometimes like just want to get away for a weekend? And this happened. I I had my wife um, go to hotels, you know, once or twice a year for a weekend. She would just go to a hotel, do whatever the crap she wanted without kids, get a break. You know what I mean? Have ice cream, do, do eat fattening foods, whatever she wanted, watch TV as loud as she wanted to, dance to music, whatever she wanted to do, right? And that was the point of the getaway. And how, how often is that a desire among married couples, right? So like, if money was not a question, was not a problem, and you could afford two homes... Why not do that? Now, hear me out a little bit more, okay? Hear me out a little bit more on this. Because you might be thinking, well, what about the kids? Guys, we're not saying, like, like if, if this actually becomes a thing. And again, I don't know if it is or not. We are doing our best to think logically, not emotionally. Um, and really, really hone in on this and make a decision here. But it would be like... So we'd be in separate places. Um, we would switch off the kids every other week, what have you. Um, and uh, But it wouldn't be like, like if I have all the kids for a week, let's say, it wouldn't be like she's not allowed to come over because it's my week. That's not what it would be like. It would be more like, hey, are you going to swing by for dinner? Right? Without an argument. Yes or no, it doesn't matter. It is, you know what I mean? Okay, so where why is this a win-win scenario? Because let's let's think about this for a minute. Um, my wife is very very OCD with certain things, um, like a lot of things. But the biggest thing she's OCD about is cleanliness. Have you ever seen there? I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a show called OCD uh, Cleaners or something like that. OCD Cleaners or something. I don't know. I can't remember. But basically, these people um, <laughs> go into like houses where hoarders live and they clean stuff. And they are insanely clean. Like, they clean a toilet so well that, like, it's cleaner than a restaurant table. You know what I mean? Like, it is it is insanely amazing how well they clean. That's my wife. Like, that's how her expectations on cleanliness. So if I wash a dish, I am the best guy dishwasher in the world. Because if, if I can wash dishes to the point where she's actually happy with it, which took eight, nine years... <laughs> Okay, it took like up until the last couple of years for me to actually get it down pat to to her level. Um, like that's insane. Like to me, that's nuts. So what if that wasn't a problem? Because she's not doing dishes. It's my house. I'll, I'll do my own dishes for my own my own dishes in my own house, right? And vice versa for her. And you know what? If the house gets a little messy in a week, who cares? Because you'll be able to catch up on that when the kids are not in the house making a mess right? Or you need to sleep in. Who cares? If the kids aren't with you next week, you can take the break. You can get the relaxation. You want to have a friend over for a few days for a weekend? Perfect. We just plan ahead, you know, and, and, and it's not going to be like strict on the kids one week and the other week. It's going to be like, Hey, I need a couple extra days. Okay, great. And vice versa. It's, it's really a 
pretty crazy win-win scenario. Um, and honestly, guys, her and I have not, like, used the same bedroom in years. Like, my bedroom was my office. I had my hammock set up in there, and I would sleep on the hammock every night because I snore. I'm a bad snorer, okay? And I've tried a couple solutions for that. It's just not going to work. And so I, I snore a lot. Uh, she is a blanket hog, right? So, like, we're just not compatible for, like, literally sleeping together, um, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Anyway, so blah, blah, blah. My point is compromise, okay? Like, and I have no idea one way or the other. We're either going to get divorced or maybe we'll try this thing out. Who the heck knows? Uh, we're going to, I'm going to pray about it. She's going to do whatever she does about it. Um, and, and we'll, we'll kind of figure it out, play it by ear. But this is, this is a solution, I think, in a compromise win-win scenario. Um, and the other cool thing is we wouldn't, like, be dating, you know what I mean? Because we'd still be married. So there's still that commitment, that loyalty there where there won't be any jealousy involved. That's By the way, that's the only thing left for our divorce in terms of emotions. Like, when we decided, whenever we decide to start dating again, like, we know that's going to be emotional for both of us. And so we were kind of preparing for that. And that's where this kind of came up. Like, well, why, why would we not be okay? Or why would we feel jealous if the other one started dating? Well, because there's still love there, right? That's, isn't that a sign that there's still some love there? And so that's when we're like, well, well, what do we do with that? Right? Like we can't live together, (laughs) you know? And Toya even said, she's like, you know, I think I do still love you, like in love with you, that kind of love. She goes, but I really don't want to live with you. And I agreed. I'm like, you know what? I feel the same exact way. I don't want to live with you either. It's insane. Your expectations on certain things are nuts. And she said the same about me, right? And that's a mutual insanity that we have. And we're just not good at that. And so this is where that this potential compromise came up. And um, anyway, guys, pray for me that we're making the good decision, whichever way we, we decide to go. I am honestly at peace with both ways. Um, of course, if I only follow emotion, I want the compromise way the most, but I'm trying to look at things very, very logically here. And, uh, and logically for me, a divorce should take place when there's no more love. You know, like if, if somebody, if, if a couple no longer loves each other in that way, like I love her because she's the mother of my children. You know what I mean? But not just that love but you love her romantically, like you're in love with her or in love with him, but you know, for the other way around. So like, if that's the case, I feel like there should be another solution besides divorce. If there is no love there in that way, then I feel like divorce is justified personally. Um, and that's where I thought we were. That's where she thought we were up until I left for two months and I've not been living with her for two months. And that's kind of when we both realized well, crap, the, the biggest issues that we had with the other person is because we live under the same roof, right? Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. Anyway, guys, I hope you learned something. I didn't mean to get too personal there, but, uh, it's exciting stuff. It's and it's stuff that I, I hope you guys can learn from, and I hope it can help you and, and you don't have to go through all the same crap that I'm going through, or maybe you've already done it. Um, so I appreciate you and your support. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.